And here we go, everybody. Another edition of Jamal About Sports coming to you on a Saturday, uh, September, geez, December 15th, 2018. Kicking off the show, Other Voices by The Cure. Uh, play that song for a couple of reasons. The Cure just nominated, uh, or actually will be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And of course, the funky bass line, as I am joined by a funky bassist in his own right, the one, the only, A.G. What is up? Yo, yo, yo. Uh, apologize for being about 15 minutes late as I had to watch the conclusion of the North Carolina A&T against Alcorn <laughs> State game. Yeah, uh, that, that's what's going on right here. That would be... Uh, so good those, game. Uh, it was a very good game. I was watching uh, some of the Utah State-North Texas Not game. Yeah, it looked like Utah State was blowing them out. Uh, I was actually a little behind because I had paused it because I actually had a little work to do. But, you know, Utah State producing some very uh, – couple. well, Bobby Wagner, who is an all-pro. Uh, Nevin Lawson, who is, uh, you know, a starter for the Lions. Perhaps not a, a great one, but nevertheless. Again, both zero career interceptions, That would be correct, yes. Yeah. He has no interceptions as, as being a starter for like three or four years in the league. Yeah. Um, not, not particularly adept at playing the ball. Um and who is there? Kyle Fackel was not Utah State, was he? I think he was Utah. Utah, okay. And then uh, the guy uh, Kyle Emanuel, he's not Utah State, no, he is was, he? Uh, North Dakota. He State. was North Dakota State, right? Of course, went to school. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, you know, look, uh, it, it takes. You know, it, th- that's the work that it takes to unearth and mine for gems. That's exactly right. So if you're going to watch a bowl game that has two historically black colleges like Alcorn State. You're going to find a Tariq Cohen. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you could go back to obviously, I mean, he was well known, but Steve McNair went to Alcorn State. I mean, you know, so, you know, uh, going way back, Everson Walls went to Grambling. You know, Doug Williams went to Grambling. So the historically black colleges. Walter Payton, of course. Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice, State, Jerry Rice Valley, Mississippi Valley, Valley State. So, yeah, the, the historically black colleges. I'll just produce uh, probably Either you want to put in the work or you don't. <laughs> I mean, uh, Either you want to win football games or you don't. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, so uh, getting back to the, the cure, we'll be going into the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, the, the, uh, the gypsy herself, Stevie Nicks, now is being inducted uh, as her, you know, on her own. Because I, be- I believe Fleetwood Mac as a group is already in. I assume so. Yeah, I would assume so. Um, LL Cool J nominated, didn't get in, which is... Kind of ridiculous. Rufus Shaka Khan nominated, didn't get in. I, I don't have a huge problem with that. They have one song. There's, there's, no, <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason, by the way, to, to who gets in. Well, you know, the, the rap category is very underrepresented. I believe there are only seven uh, that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, I mean, you, I, I think you know this, but I mean, it's, a lot of it's deemed as being very political and, and a lot to do with Jan Wenner, who many people are not big fans of. Uh, because apparently he holds a lot of sway over the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and who gets in, the former publisher from Rolling Stone. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I was a big Cure guy back in college. Uh, lots of Cure songs on the various uh, bars and fraternity parties. So I figured, you know, a little shout-out to Robert Smith and the boys. Good for them. And, uh, you know, it's a pretty nice little baseline for an opening song there. So, anyway, big show to get to. Lots of NFL as the playoffs start to come into focus. Uh, some really good games uh, last Sunday. I know we haven't done a show in a while, um, but uh, some really good games last. Obviously, the, the ending of the New England-Miami game. Uh, your game Sunday night was quite a, an interesting contest. 
Uh, still the, recovering. Yeah, I would imagine the Cleveland still, still processing that. Cleveland Carolina game was uh, was was a pretty good game, and 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 I'll tell you right now. Uh, if I can swing it, because I'm supposed to do something, but uh, if I cannot, if I can get out of my plans, I will be watching that Cleveland game tonight because I, I find them to be a very interesting watch, particularly because of the quarterback. Uh, and then the Kansas City San Diego They're game. Sort of emerging as your second team, aren't they? they, they well, I mean, it, 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 it falls right in line with how with my with my with my exactly. ethos, exactly. if you will. Yeah. You know, I only it's very consistent with who you are. Yes, exactly. I only like teams that are fraught with all kinds of uh, problems. Uh, but well, listen, you know, I was a big Baker Mayfield guy, right? I mean, sure. you, although what was not to be, what was not to like about that? Mm, a lot of guys, a lot, you know, Josh Rosen, he's got the size, he's got the, the 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 arm. He's a he's a pro, he's a much better pro prospect. Uh, yeah, never mind the fact that he maybe likes football, maybe doesn't. Right. And Baker lives, sleeps, and breathes football. Well, I'm just saying there was a lot of debate out there by the various draft quote unquote experts. Uh, as to who was the most pro, who was going to be the best pro. And I was steadfast in my insistence from the very beginning that Baker Mayfield, to me, was going to be the best of this group and it wasn't even going to be close. Yeah. So obviously time will tell. I, mean, I think most, most of it you had it between him and Darnold. And I think if, 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 I, would have, if, if I had to flip a coin, I prob- probably at the time would have gone with Darnold. Right. But, uh, I mean, but I would have also, and did say, you can, there's no way you can go wrong with, with uh, Baker. Right. No, I know. I, I know. Right you, now, you, the early returns would show Baker may be the better player. But, you know, it's, it also has a lot to do with what team he goes Of course to. it does. Of course it does. And look, and to be and, fair. And the Jets, I mean, that's just, that's just, just, where, 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 just where players go to just go to. Everything, go, just go everything to goes to die. Yeah. Well, again, in speaking to who I am, I mean, my two favorite football teams in my lifetime have been the Jets and the Lions. So there you go. So there you go. Um, and uh, and now the Browns will be my third. Yeah, although I do like the Chargers a lot, although they are a bit of a star-crossed uh, franchise as well. Yeah, um, huge win though. But to be fair to Josh Rosen, I mean he's in a horrible situation right now. I mean I I I made myself watch the Lions. Uh, Cardinals game last week only just cause actually I'll tell you this I'm gonna be I, I say this with dead seriousness had the Lions Cardinals game been in Detroit and therefore a one o'clock game last week pretty sure I wouldn't have watched it I would have flipped to it would not have been my primary watching hmm. uh, the game that I would have watched uh, really the only reason I mean after watching a couple of weeks ago the Monday night game between the Rams and the Chiefs then watching some of the other games last week like. Cleveland, Carolina, and Kansas, uh, Kansas City, Baltimore, which I assume you saw that ridiculous yeah. throw Mahomes Insane. made. Insane. I mean, that's a throw that I, I, literally some people say Rodgers is maybe the only other guy. I don't even know if Aaron Rodgers can make that throw anymore. I mean, rolling to and, his and right. Then, and then also, um, Tariq Hill makes a great play. Yeah. Just, uh, just, you know, coming back for the ball. And yeah. Just, uh, and just and beating the DB to the ball. It, it was amazing. Amazing play. It was amazing play. Amazing play. I mean, that's no, an ind- nobody makes that. That's an indefensible nobody, play. Nobody makes that play. I mean, think about it. Mahomes is rolling out to the right sideline. Tariq Hill's on the left side of the formation, running down the left hash, does a deep crossing pattern from left to right, and Mahomes, before he's practically out of bounds, just wings and just. You know, with a flick of the wrist, 45 yards in the air, and it hits Tariq Hill dead in stride. It's unbelievable. Ridiculous! What a great play that was. Um, so watching all these good games and then watching the Lions slog through a game against the equally awful Cardinals, 
They, they've got, you know, other than David Johnson, no weapons over there in Arizona. I mean, listen, God bless Larry Fitzgerald. The guy's been in the league 14 years, and it's a, he's a marvel. But, I mean, he's not obviously what he once was. He's certainly on the back nine of his career. This might probably will likely be his last year. Uh, their offensive line isn't very good. Um, so, you know, it, it's obviously I, I wouldn't pull the plug or, or give up on uh, Josh Rosen just yet. Um, but, listen, I was always a Baker Mayfield guy from the very beginning. I loved the intangibles. I uh, loved the way he played on the field. I, the height stuff didn't bother me at all. His supposed uh, character issues, I, I think we I d- detailed them, uh, you know, pretty specifically here on an earlier show last year. Had nothing to do with off-the-field issues. Right. He had the one incident where he was drunk at a bar, and then he tried to run away from the cops. That was the one real... But the on-the-field stuff, oh, oh, he grabbed his crotch and screamed F you at the dopes on Kansas that wouldn't shake his hand in the pre... Right. When they're, you know, before the game in midfield. Right, I mean, and then the flag incident, the flag incident against Ohio State. Oh, when they, pl- when they planted the flag in the middle of yeah. the field. I mean, who cares? Uh, you know what? That's a guy who wants to win. And that's a guy that if, if he's on your team, you love him. And if he's on a team you're playing against or your division rival, you hate him. And you want guys like that. I believe you have a term for guys like that. Football players. That and also what's the other oh, one? Class eaters. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. Um, by the way, anything better than the end of the New England-Miami game last week? No. As beautifully <laughs> um, summed up yes. by, by Tech Mobile. Somebody, yes. somebody, I guess, who's very skilled at coding. Yes. Uh, as, you know, I texted that. To you, you did, and I showed it to I I showed it to a bunch of a uh, couple. I was out at dinner with a couple of old friends on Wednesday night. One of whom is a Patriots fan, um, and the other one is a big Jets fan. So he hates the Patriots, and he also was a fanatical Tech Mobile player. My buddy Anthony Satira, like fanatical to the point where you think you and I used to get into it playing in television games. He would play it nonstop in college, and then get into full-on fistfights with his friends right. yeah. at the result of Tech Mobile. Like I, mean, con- I came close to a few, uh, you know. Oh yeah, it could get it could get pretty heated. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but he, he, so down, hot, 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 hot. Yeah, down, yeah. Hot, hot, hot. I so I never really played Tech Mobile. I, I mean, I was obviously aware of it. Bo Jackson was unstoppable, except for the and eighty-five. Lawrence blocked every kick. You right. When you played the Giants, you couldn't you couldn't kick. You right. Couldn't kick an extra point or a field goal. And Bo Jackson basically could go for an eighty yard touchdown anytime he wanted in that yeah. game. Right. Uh, and, and, and that and, there, and remember the you know there was only one version of it and it was when the Cowboys were on the steep decline. Right. So I believe they had my receivers as Kelvin Edwards. Oh. And uh, maybe like uh, maybe like Carl Poe or something. Yeah. Like not that. I mean, not like, strong. No. Not, not strong. Not very, but had Herschel. Oh right. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of like it's similar to that scene in, in Swingers where uh, uh, Vince Vaughn's character Trent is playing hockey, playing hockey yeah. against Sue. Yeah. And it's, it's not so much me, it's Ronick. Ronick's really, <laughs> really good. Ronick's really good. It's not so much me, it's Ronick. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make him bleed, man. Make him bleed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make Brett Gretzky bleed. Yeah. So somebody just perfectly, uh, with you know, using the Tecmo Bowl template, yes. just perfectly recreated that play. It was amazing. Even to the point of Gronk slipping. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's interesting because, you know, as somebody who's who's fallen victim to a Hail Mary, it, this was the reverse of the Lions losing that Thursday night game against the Packers four years ago. Because the Lions... Because you didn't play for the Hail Mary. Correct. We didn't play for the Hail Mary. They were playing for the hook and lateral play. Uh, not thinking Rodgers could throw the ball 60 yards in the air, whereas 
The Patriots... Just because what evidence did they have that he could do that? Right. <laughs> well, that's Jimmy Caldwell. Uh, whereas, obviously, the Patriots were, were playing for the Hail Mary, and so therefore they had Gronk in at the goal line you know, to go up and bat the ball down, which is sound strategy, except Ryan Tannehill has not proven that he could throw the ball 70 yards in the air. So, anyway, uh, you know, as, as, as certified Patriots haters that we are, that was a very uh, satisfying end to that game. Yeah, it was. But, of course, the, still... They're going to get it worse the two seed, of course. It's most likely, going to break for them. Most likely, well, obviously this week, this week's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers have is lost huge. Three brutal games in a row, right? So, you know, so even if the Steelers do beat the Patriots this week, right? Uh, Patriots, uh, I think they play the Jets and the Bills the rest of the season. They're right? Not, they're not losing another game, right? They're going to go. They're they're going to be at worst eleven and five. Yeah, and then you know, and they'll be as of right now, as of today, they're battling the Texans for the two seed, right? And they already beat the Texans, so right, right, you know. That's true too. This could be one of those annoying things where you know where that 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 Miami plays the play that spurs them on, and you know, they never lose after that. That that, that, that that's I definitely hope, true. Hope not. Hope yeah. not. Yeah. Well, I listen. I've been I've been saying this all year. I mean, I you know that uh, obviously they're always dangerous because of Brady, but that that defense to me is just not that good. It's just not. It's not. It's and and when you're gonna listen, I know they beat the Chiefs by dumb by some you know whatever by the skin of their teeth already. I mean, they're not stopping the Chiefs. I mean, they're not stopping the Chiefs. The Chargers can give them fits. Uh, I mean, that San Diego team is good. Yeah, and, now, and, now yeah, that they, and now that they have Michael Penn Badgley uh, kicking for them. <laughs> right. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, I do. Yes. I do. Um, you know, if he's actually going to be a consistent kicker. I mean, look, the the, 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 the Chargers were 9-7 and seven last year. They lost four games because of special teams. I mean, that that's a good team. That defense is good. They got Bosa back now. Um, you know, Rivers is obviously if he's you know he's not in the Brady Rogers category, but he's just a step below. Guy, I mean, he's the ugliest throwing motion you'll ever see, but he gets it done. He gets the job done. Antonio Gates still getting it done at thirty six years Made a old. Bunch of plays, bunch of big plays. Uh, Mike Williams is starting to come into his own now. Yep. Terrell Williams is a really good deep threat. If they Keenan Allen, obviously Keenan Allen's great. If they get. Melvin Gordon back, which I think they should by the playoffs. Now they've already, and my guy Justin Jackson has proven himself to be more than capable backup. Eckler out for the year? Uh, I don't know if he's out for the year. I think he should be back in time for the playoffs too. I mean, they've got plenty of weapons on that offense. Um, They're not going to be that fun to play. And the interesting thing about the Chargers is that because they play in a dopey soccer stadium, that's never a home game for them. Because they moved, you know, they made the move from San Diego to Los Angeles or wherever the hell it is, Carson City or uh, Topanga, Camp, wherever the hell they are. Um, but so there, uh, the Chargers, I believe, if you could go to the uh, go to go to the Google later, I believe are six and one on the road or so. They've only got one. They played great on the road this year. So my point Chargers, is, that, yeah, they are six and one, six and one, five and two. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, five and two at home, six and one. Yeah, seven. six and one on the road. So they're battle tested already. Now I understand some of the teams they 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 beaten aren't the best teams in the world. Listen, you know they played the Rams pretty tough. The score was not indicative of the way I watched that game. They played the Rams. You know they got a block punt for a touchdown in that game. After they got an interception in the end zone and dopey Derwin James instead of just t- taking a knee took the ball out to the one foot line and got tackled. And then three plays later they get a block punt for a touchdown. Yeah, that's a huge swing in that game. That's a potential 14-point swing. Those are big plays. Yeah. Those so kind I, of plays not downing the ball at the one, letting the ball go into right. the end zone on a punt. Right. Finish. But, there, I mean, there was no need for him to take the ball. Just get, You intercept the ball five yards deep in the end zone, take a knee. Don't, right. you know, 
Um, and he's listen, had a great year. He's had a very good year. He's a very good player. It was a rookie mistake. I get it. He's a very good player. I mean, that's what I'm that defense is is good all three levels. They've got you know Corey Legion still can play. Uh, Melvin Ingram can play. Melvin Ingram can play. Bosa can play. Um, you know that, that that's a, that's a good. Oh, they did lose. Um, one of their the, uh, Perryman, the linebacker, yeah. I believe, but that was a while ago. Uh, but they they've got they they have Kyle Emanuel on their right. team, right? Yeah. Pretty good play. It's a good it's a good defense. It's a good defense. Casey Hayward is good. Desmond King is good. Yeah. Um, they had that huge. Uh, Derwin James is the, good. Had the huge return for a touchdown. Right. Against the Steelers. Yes. Yes. It, 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 Desmond King was basically Micah Hyde 2.0. I mean, look at these last couple games they've won against Pittsburgh and uh, you know and this one against, yeah. against the Chiefs. Yeah. Tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous. And listen, obviously you give uh, give uh, Anthony Lynn a ton of credit for going for two there. Yeah. I mean, I I, I was. I think, I think that was the right play. I think it was too. Um, but now, so they, they've locked up a, a wild card spot. Chiefs still in the tiebreaker in, in uh, over them for the division. Who who are the Chargers? Give me the Chargers last two games, and give me the Chiefs last two games. Chiefs got a tough game, I think, now coming up this next next game. Let's see here. All right, the Chargers. Uh, let's see. Really By the way, and we'll get to it, the officiating in some of these it's, games, though. It's so bad, and it just seems to be getting worse and worse. Uh, your game was an, a, an embarrassment on both sides. Horrendous. Uh, it, it was terrible in the, in the Chiefs-Chargers game Sunday night, or Thursday night. <laughs> um, it was... It, yeah, I, we should talk. I mean, it's it's just it's just awful. All right, the Chargers, um, Ravens, and at the Broncos. Okay, so two tough games. Right. I mean, look, the Broncos have not had a great season, but you know what? Playing a mile high is always tough. Uh, it's a division game. Uh, Chargers would love nothing more than it to, to be a thorn in the – I mean, uh, sorry, the Broncos would love nothing more to be a thorn in the Chargers' side. Um, and then, you know, look, the Ravens – Ravens, by the way, it's another interesting team. Uh, I mean, the Ravens easily could have won that game against Kansas City. Uh, and Lamar Jackson, while he's got issues with the eight fumbles – and you know, is is, is kind of what you thought he'd be as far as throwing the ball. He's you know, kind of erratic and all over the place. Makes some great throws, makes some terrible throws. Um, he, he's obviously giving that team a shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. there's a lot of interesting teams to watch this year. I mean, Chiefs, of course, we know about with the offense is great. And look, their defense isn't great, but they can still rush the passer and they Chris can still. Chris Jones. Get, yeah, he's, he's been mean, a monster. He's, he's, first of all, I mean, he was Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah. yeah, game record. Yes, uh, Thursday. I mean, he's got yes. sixteen and a half sacks. Yeah, he's got a sack in ten straight games yeah. or eleven he's straight insane. games. He's a monster. D Ford, who you and I both liked a lot coming out of Auburn, has been great for them. Yeah. Um, Justin Houston, Justin Houston, still one of the best pass rushers in the league. And yeah, I mean, look, their 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 back end ain't great, but you know what? Again, the, the, the way the league, the way the game's played now. Your defense doesn't have to be good. It just has to be good at certain times in the game. It has to be good late, and the way you're going to do that is rush the passer and try and get turnovers. That's it. Yeah. All the other stuff is, is meaningless to me. Yards, points, all of it. Chiefs, by the way, at um, at Seattle. Tough game. Home against the Raiders. Okay. So the Raiders are a joke. But, um, by, by the way, Mark Davis. Yeah, I mean, Amari Cooper's a really good player. just didn't fit our system. Mm, the oh, yeah, maybe, no, no, you can't use players like that? Yeah, you, you have a delicate uh, – you've got a system. The delicate genius has got a system over there. Yeah, it's got a policy. Also, I got, got some inside scoop too is that, you know, because he's like kind of a quiet guy. Right. Is he's that, that like just, just him being like, being quiet in, in, its, in and of itself and not being like rah-rah right. was enough to not endear himself with a dopey coach. Yeah, I, well, I mean, listen. It showed that he, that he wasn't passionate about football. It, 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 that, I mean, it, it, there couldn't be anything dumber than that. And now look, 
and, and I know I'm going to sound like a quote-unquote hater, uh, in some of these games, there have been some very specific mitigating circumstances that have allowed him to go off in these games. Namely, he's playing against some scrubs, uh, and he's got a couple of b- b- bounces go his way, like the last play of the game against the Eagles. Yeah, but Nevertheless, when he went up against Marshall and Lattimore, he had a really good game. Uh, he did have a good game against him. And he actually gets some separation. No, listen, I'm not saying he's not way, good. He's, the, he's, also, he's probably the first Cowboys receiver who actually gets separation in the bets I've seen in about the Yeah. Good since maybe Miles Austin. Yeah. No. I mean, listen. So we will. You know what? It's a good segue. We'll get to your game. I mean, that was a crazy game. Obviously, super entertaining from an objective observer standpoint. Uh, you know, the the, horrif- the horrendous officiating started right from the get go. Awful. Just awful. Cowboys fumble the opening kickoff. Eagles recover it, and they claim that the Eagles didn't have a clear recovery, even you though the guys four hold- Eagles there and the Eagle <laughs> came out of the came yeah. Out of the pile of so that was awful. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Dallas got a touchdown, which got wiped out on terrible call. Awful call. Terrible call. Uh, You called. They they was and then the next play. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, the Eagles still scored on that drive anyway. Yeah. So uh, actually, give them credit. They didn't fold. They they don't. Because in the next play after that, so that brought second and twenty. Right. Next play after that. Uh, Gregory sacks uh, Carson once he gets, gets caught, caught, gets yeah. caught for sacking. No, well, he gets he's called for sacking for going low. Yeah, for going but, low. Ridiculous. But, which, which That's a penalty only if the quarterback gets rid of the ball. It's not supposed to be a penalty if you get a sack. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And plus, uh, Peters pushed him down. So right on the on the. It's a terrible call. Ridiculous call. Not within the spirit of the rule whatsoever. One of the worst calls I've ever seen. Oh, it was a right, horror right. show of a so call. Then, uh, would it, that would have been third and thirty. Right. And then they're pretty much screwed. Right. But, uh, but I mean, that's to be could, fair. I shouldn't even been in that situation because they should have the offensive interference that negated the long touchdown was a bad call. Yeah, that was call. And then uh, we've been we've been saying all year, you know, that your team is going to get that helmet to helmet on the offense. Well, we got they they right. They called it on Zeke. Yeah, and they fined him thirty thousand dollars. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. So ridiculous. Common sense, please. Yeah. No, it's in short supply uh, with the officiating in these games. I mean, and then the the Thursday night game. I mean, there's three plays in a row in the Thursday night game. They miss on, on the last drive. They miss yep. a helmet to helmet on Rivers. Yep. Then a blatant helmet. And I mean, his knee was down and helmet to helmet. It was late and helmet to helmet. They missed, missed two on that play. Then uh, they miss. Uh, then they call. They call defensive pass interference. Yep. And, and yep. what they were calling. Oh, on, on the Chiefs. On the, yeah. On, the on Chiefs. Kyle Fuller and the yeah. play in the back of the end zone. That yeah. was maybe even not even catchable. That was a horrible Horrendous call. call. Yep. And then on the touchdown to Mike Williams. He, I mean, blatant so offensive blatant, pit, pit, I mean, pit, I mean, OPI. Extended. Yep. I mean, it's not even close. It's not oh, even close. It's OPI it's close. all day, every day. I know. I mean, you know, it kind of like kind of in your game, it kind of canceled each other out. But it's not a good look. Like, no, it's, it's not what you want to watch as a fan. down the stretch, you can't be missing three calls in, in four plays. And then. And then it's, and it's not what you want. It's not what you want. <laughs> it's not what you want. And then I'll throw in the uh, also the uh, Seahawks Vikings game. Yeah, where the Vikings were late in the game. Oh. The Vikings well, were down six nothing. There's a rule that when the Chiefs Seahawks play on Monday Night Football, you're allowed, they, to, you're allowed to do anything. They, they can do whatever they want, and then the league can come out afterwards and say, "Oh, our bad. That's right. We should have called a penalty on that, just like they did to us with the KJ so, right." So, so six nothing. So the um, yep. Six so nothing. Are down six nothing. About to have the. They're, they're about to cut it in half by kicking. Yeah, chip goal, shot field goal. Field goal. Yes. Um, Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner puts puts a hand on on both yep. offensive players on either side of him. Yes. Jumps over the you know defensive lineman. Defensive lineman. His, his, his own D lineman, which you're not allowed to do. It doesn't matter whether it's your own guys or, or their guys. Correct. That's called leveraging, yeah. and you're not so allowed he, to so do he that. Put a hand on both of them. Yes. To, which allowed him to jump over the line and, and block the kick. Correct. Um, and, then, and then the refs talked about it. They threw a flag. 
They actually threw a flag and, and then, picked it up. And then talked about it and then picked it up for some reason. It was the absolute definition of leverage. Ridiculous. And then Oh, and, and, and by the way, and then in my game, they called uh, Demarcus Lawrence not for leverage, but for using his helmet when he tried to block. The I, saw that. He came down, his I, I saw that. That I was mean, ridiculous. I saw that. That was a ridiculous call. That was an awful call. I saw that too. That was ridiculous. But think about it. Seattle got uh, with the, well, repl- the whole game. Think about this. In their recent history, they got the, the they got the, the Golden the Tate, the, the fail Mary with the replacement refs with Golden Tate. Your the, game, the game where Calvin fumbled at the one foot line and KJ right batted the ball out of the back of the end zone. So instead of the Lions having the ball first and goal at like the one foot line, uh, down three points with about game a over. minute left, turnover game, uh, turnover game over, and then that. And that, by the way, I understand they went out to win twenty one seven. That complaint that no, changed the entire because, because the Vikings would have first down. I think like the fifteen. Correct. Now, maybe they don't score. The way that game is going, they might not score, but it changed the whole game. Or, I mean, because I think like two plays later, they, correct. They get, they, Russell Wilson ran for fifty. That's yards, right, and then and that was that was game. Yep, over. but yep. Uh, it's it's changed game the on. entire complexion. They, of they make that call. Yes, it's game on. Correct, it changed the entire complexion of the game. Swung all the momentum in Seattle's favor. But Minnesota had not played. Now, let's be fair. Minnesota had not looked good. Uh, at all, and by the way, there's a chance they don't score. I, mean, I, I know, but it, but it changed the entire complexion of the game. You know, but maybe you do kick the field goal to make it six three, right? And, it's, and it's, it's a new game. Totally, totally. I listen. It's awful. So I, I don't understand why it's a rule that when Seattle plays on Monday night, they have to uh, have penalties that are clear penalties, then not be called penalties against them. But apparently, that's the rule. Uh, speaking of that game, by the way. Um, and again, you know me. I'm not one for assigning wins and losses to quarterbacks' records as if they're starting pitchers, right? Right. Ulti- f- uh, football is the ultimate team game. Um, but, <laughs> but except for when it buttresses my point that that Kirk Cousins is a stat whore and really not that good. So, did you see the statistic on him that his record, his record, obviously? Uh, so let me let's be fair. His team's record in games in which he has been the starting quarterback. Both with the Redskins and now with the Vikings against teams that have a 500 or better record, what his team's records are in those games? What's that? Four and twenty-four. Wow. <laughs> and wow. And and the, not, his not aware of that. and his team's records. And I think this is more of an uh, of just sort of a quirk and an anomaly. Some people use it though to point out that when the lights are brightest, he's at his worst. His team's records on Monday night games: zero and seven. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so so listen. You know, look, I was not, I mean, I listen, I, I, when we did our free agent frenzy show last, uh, last year, right, and everybody was saying he's a home run, I, I said, listen. Yeah, you know, you were not putting the Vikings in the Super Bowl. Uh, exactly. Now, to be fair, I don't think Case Keenum is the greatest thing since sliced bread either, but you know what? <laughs> that team last year did a lot better with Case Keenum than they're doing this year. I mean, I'm sorry, that Vikings team has way too much talent to be 6-6-1 six, six, and one, yeah. on both sides of the ball. Now, and, and listen, I think I, you know I think very highly of Mike Zimmer. I think he's a good coach. So now, of course, Vikings fans are all getting it. I mean, they're acting like a bunch of spoiled brats. Apparently, apparently, Mike Zimmer's daughter had to go on Twitter to defend him because people are like crushing him really? now. Um, I mean, she didn't have to, but she elected to. Twitter's great. It's really good. It's really, it's really excellent. Um, but uh, yeah, so listen. So give me your last two games. Or so you guys clearly control your own destiny. You yeah, they only have to win one game. Okay. Okay. Or if they somehow lost all three games, right? Both the the um, Eagles and Redskins both have, have to win have, out. They have to lose. They have to lose one. Both those teams have to lose one of their last three games. If the Cowboys were to lose all three, gotcha. Or and the Cowboys just win one game, and you still and you win the division. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so 
You, your last three games are against who? So we got uh, we got the Colts. Colts tomorrow. So at, you know, at Indy. Tough against, game. Home against Tampa. Okay, should and win. Then, should uh, be a win. At, at the Giants. Okay, should be a win. But again, Giants are going to want to. They're going to want to yeah. try to Saquon if they Barkley can play doing, spoiler. Saquon Barkley things. You know, anything can happen there. Well, and also you know, as you said, like you know, I saw this with the Lions a couple years ago when we made the playoffs. You know, we were nine and four. We lost out and still made the playoffs. You'd like to go in with a little momentum. You don't want to go no, in losing exactly, out. Exactly. And you guys obviously we've won what three in a row now, four in a row, five, five in a row, five in a row. Five right, you've won five in a row. And some tough games, some draining. Yeah. Draining games. No, listen. Uh, Listen, you know what? You don't you don't you don't throw back any wins in the NFL. Uh, yes, the Eagles are a compromised team right now, um, and yes, you easily could have lost that game. And yes, that ball bounced right perfectly to Mari Cooper at the end of the game. Oh, <laughs> Poor Rasul Douglas, man. You know, he had a great game too. Uh, you know, yeah, to that play. Yeah, great game. Um, really well, um, but yeah, I mean, look. So, so interesting scenario. So you know, the Cowboys took eight. You know, they got the they won the the coin toss. Yep. They took eight and a half minutes off the clock. Yep. So basically, you know, if um, you remember kick, now if you kick a field goal, overtimes are only ten minutes now. Right. Exactly. So if they if no Which clock, is dumb, if by they, the way, if they kicked a field goal, right. no time left. Sorry. Yep. It doesn't. You know. Right. Sorry. Yep. Because again, if you we've, kick a field goal, the other team gets the ball. Right. But, but if you use up the whole clock. Yeah. Which we've not seen, which is another reason why shortening it for player safety concerns it's, to ten minutes is absurd. idiotic. It's absurd. It's idiotic. It's you know what? Go to the college system then. Seriously, just if you if you if you're all you're all about player safety. Yeah, oh yeah. Then go to the college Thursday system. Thursday games. Thursday games. We're all about player safety. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. But then then go to the college system. Give each team the ball on the twenty five yard line and just be done with it. I mean, look, they, they're already trying to get rid of kickoffs now. You can't have a wedge anymore. You can't do double-team blocks. You can't – I mean, so, I mean, why even bother? And there's a penalty on every, every – That's why basically with the uh, Cowboys, I don't ever want them running the ball out of the end zone. And for punts, just fair catch. Yeah. Just fair catch. Yeah, the Lions get, too. I get, I get called for a hold of them every <laughs> yeah, single Lions too, time. Lions too, bro. Lions too every single time. But it's just like, why even bother? No, just fair no, catch fair it catch and it. take a knee. Yep. Yep. Exactly, that's exactly. it. Yeah. And this game against the Colts, uh, a little confident. Because Zach Martin's not going to play. First game he'll have missed in his career. Oh, wow. So, um, and, and by the way, the, I believe the Colts won five out of six. Yeah, they played, they've been playing well. Um, and, and they're quarterback by none other than Captain Andrew Luck. Yes. Are you familiar with the Twitter account, Captain Andrew Luck? Uh, it's I, hysterical. Okay. It's hysterical. Oh, yeah, I am from, familiar with it. Yes. Soldier. Yes. Colt. Simple man. Yes. So, like, for instance, so like, uh, you know, so when they, when there, they, when they lost to the Jaguars. Yes. It's uh, like it's like very old timey speak, correct? Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, right. Greetings from the front. Yes. Yes. So, yes. When they lost the Jaguars, six nothing. Dearest mother, my disappointment is immeasurable. <laughs> Our unit fell to the jungle cat net. We simply were simply were unable to gain the necessary ground to fortify a victory. Yes. I find myself flummoxed by the outcome of the final maneuver of the battle. <laughs> we must learn and move onward. Yes. And then when they beat the Texans the following week, dearest mother. I write with stupendous news. <laughs> the unit was victorious once more. The Texan, men's ba- the Texan men battled hard, but our maneuvers were crisp and well executed. My sidearm was true, and a sight to behold. <laughs> the clouds have parted. Our, held, our heads are held high. Yes. I love you. Yeah. And then upon, uh, upon they're going to be playing the Cowboys. Dearest mother... Word of our victory in Houston spread quickly, and now a posse of cowboys is on our heels. <laughs> we must watch double time to home camp in order to prepare for a likely shootout. Victory has renewed our unit. 
It formed the hens. My resolve has never been stronger. Yes. No, it's outstanding. Jeez. I have seen some of those. Outstanding. So, so, and the photo? Yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, with, the, with the, like the Civil War uh, attire on. And by uh, the way, shout out to the guys at Cowboys.com. They're the ones that alerted me to this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've actually seen it because you know I am on the Twitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, and so probably I'm going to say in response to this because it's the best one, uh, there's a Lions fan out there that's done one a similar one for Stafford. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dearest Kelly, because that's his wife. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> this week was, you know, yeah, something, you know, some, same, same, you know, the, the Norsemen from, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Really so, took so this his, is obviously going to get a guess. Yeah. Every going to pick up on this yeah, at some point. But it is really funny. Genius. It's really well done. All right. Let's take a short break, and we'll be back with some uh, college football, Major League Baseball, and NBA right after this. All righty. And we are back here on a Saturday edition of Jamal About Sports. Uh, wrapping up our NFL uh, recap and now moving on to college. This college bowl season is officially kicked off today, as you heard us start out the show. Uh, there's bowl games uh, going on now. There's bowl I games. think people want to know more about this uh, Alcorn State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw I saw it was like 24-22 at one point. I, I will say one thing, just in keeping with this with bad calls. Yeah. The reason the score uh, ended up 24-22. Uh-huh. Alcorn State went for two with like you know like ten minutes left in the game. The, they 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 made it twenty four twenty two with a yeah. touchdown. They went for two to try to tie it. Yeah, guy caught the ball in the corner of the end zone. It was a catch. They right, he called him out of bounds. And, huh. and, and then they were play, they, And they didn't review it. They did. And, oh. they, and they still and they and upheld they still, it. Huh. Yeah, I don't know why. So just in huh. keeping that, with that, with that theme, just yeah. you know, and then poor officiating wound, wound up being the, uh, the difference. Yeah. So I mean, listen, there's a million of these bowl games. A lot of people, you know, you're you're seeing more and more college kids. You know, the guys that are going to go pro. If it's not one of the playoff games, guys are sitting out. The games. I have not. Greer's not going to play. Yeah, that that was actually a little surprising to me. The quarterback of West Virginia. It seemed like he still had a little more uh, people to to try to convince. I would think so, but you know what? To be fair. The way the the off season goes now, it's so long. All these pro days and the combine and the and the bowl games. If he's going to go to the Senior Bowl uh, and the Shrine Game, I mean, there's there's a lot of other opportunities to you know make one's case, I guess, if you did, will. Uh, did Derwin James skip the game? I and mean, he's like the ultimate you know team guy, right? So did he skip the game last year? or Was he hurt? Uh I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't remember. Because nobody's ever going to question that guy's commitment to his right. team, too. Well, and then, you know, you look. You see what happened to Jake Butt, right? The tight end from Michigan a couple right, years ago. He blew yeah. his name. And Jalen, and Smith. Jalen Smith, too. Now, Jalen Smith has obviously managed to come back, but it took him like two years. Think about how much money that cost. Right, because he would have been a first-round pick. Top, top, top Yeah, for sure a first-round pick. And then he ended up being a second-round pick. It's a big difference. Uh, and Jake Butt has not been the same. I think actually he did come back for a while, and then I think he got hurt again. Uh, but that certainly impacted his draft status as well, uh, and therefore, you know how much money he makes. So, I listen. I have no problem with it. I, it's an unfortunate by- byproduct of the of the playoff, frankly. But you know what? Coaches do the same thing, by the way. Right. Right. You know, when they take a when they take a you know when they right. take a step up in a better job. Yes. A lot of times they do the same thing. Yes. Yeah, by the way, they don't get hammered nearly as much. Yes. By the way, speaking of which, uh, I, I, allow me to do a plug for Maryland's new head coach, Mike Loxley. So. Um, former offense coordinator at Alabama, but also was a former Maryland assistant. He's from Maryland. It's his dream job. Um, the, 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 the doubters and the naysayers out there point to his career head coaching record. Uh, remember back in like 08 and 09, and I used to talk about this a lot on, on, on the show, when there were like th- literally three black head coaches in all college football out of like 116 Division One schools. Yeah. There was like three. Um, and, 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 and the cute little thing they used to do back then was 
Then when they started giving guys jobs, it was like Mike Loxley got the New Mexico job because mm-hmm. that's a good job. Because right. a lot of people win there. They've got a good pedigree over there in New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, you know, they go 2-10 every year. Who the hell wants to go play in New Mexico? It's impossible to recruit. They're a non-conference base. What are they, in the Mountain West, I guess, or something like that? Well, see, look, look, we're, we're hiring. Yeah, yeah. So, see, look, we're giving guys jobs. I, I predicted it at the time. It was not going to go well. It didn't. Uh, but gets, nobody wins there. And I think the only guy that's done even a remotely decent job there re- lately is Bob Davey, the former Notre Dame coach. But then I think they found out he was cheating, and now he's not the coach there anymore, I think. I think. Um, I, I got to look that up. But anyway, my point is none of that stuff scares me off. Then he was a Maryland interim head coach under the, when they fired Randy Edsel, and he went 1-4. and four. They, what, The team wasn't any good. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna hold that against the guy. Listen, the guy was uh, Alabama's offense coordinator this year. Uh, I I get that two. Uh, you know, two is really good. Um, but guess what? Somebody's got to call those plays. Somebody, this is the best offense Alabama's ever had under Nick Saban, and it's not only because of the quarterback. Mike Loxley's got to get some credit for that. Uh, so I think this is a home run hire by my alma mater. I am absolutely thrilled. And you've got some some young, some really young up and coming players. So all you have to, all you have to do is watch that Ohio State game. Exactly right. Exactly right. Of which you're a missed, Mar- you, a missed two point conversion from winning that game. Correct. When the guy was wide open. Correct. Maryland gets Mar- Maryland. I actually yelled at the TV after that. Yeah, was, uh, that was that was rough. And I'm like, you know, you know, I don't have too much skin in the game other than that I don't like Ohio State. Well, no, I, I mean, I was just, I was just hoping Urban Meyer was going to be okay though, because he's such a sympathetic character, such a good guy. I mean, if I had to hear those announcers one more time, go, oh, look at Urban Meyer. Well, I hope his migraines are okay. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, Although that is forcing him to retire. Uh huh. He did this is exactly what he did when he was in Florida, and then oh shocker, he came back and coached Ohio State. Listen, uh, he is about as bad as it gets. Yeah, well, let's let's separate the health issues from the fact he's a jackass. Yes, right? exactly let's right. Let's not get those two. Uh, no, no, I know. I mean, again, uh, I'm not wishing ill health on the guy, but this is a guy who covered up a, a, a domestic violence. No, no, he's he's tough to take. Uh, and, and again, he's another one of these sanctimonious. He's one of the least likable people. Yeah, he'll sit there and lecture you right. about morality, right. and then meanwhile he exhibits none of it in his right. own life. So whatever. A common theme. Yes, exactly. Very, yeah. very, very yeah. common. Theme. One Richard Pitino uh, down there in uh, Louisville would be another fine example of that. Um, but uh, no, listen. The Maryland's got a ton of talent on the offensive skill position players. If he, if they can identify, if they can either recruit a quarterback, get one via transfer. There's a, there's some whispers that perhaps uh, uh, Mr. Jalen Hurts follows him right, to University right. of Maryland, which. He goes to Maryland. That's an eight win, eight win nine win team because you know you and I are both big fans of his, mm-hmm. uh, as as evidenced by the job he did coming off the bench in the Georgia game in the SEC championship game. Yeah, fantastic. He never gets rattled. Too. I mean, listen, and I don't like Alabama because I don't like Nick Saban, but I, I can't root against that kid. I mean, right. he's 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 everything that's right with yeah, college I mean, you football. Handle the benching as well as you can. Yep, total class. Uh, uh, that, guy, that guy's a winner. Yep, and he's a pretty good player too. Yeah, he's yeah. not he's not Tua. But he's pretty good. I mean, he's a good college quarterback. I don't know if he's a pro, but he's a really good college quarterback. Yeah. So, uh, I, listen, I'm thrilled with the Mike Loxley hire. Uh, but speaking of which, getting to Alabama. So, Alabama plays Oklahoma. 
Georgia, I mean, sorry. Uh, Clemson plays Notre Dame. And can we talk about that for a second? Notre Dame, I'm sorry. If you don't nope. play a conference game, nope. you don't get to play in the playoffs. It's garbage. I'm sorry. It's garbage. I'm sorry. You don't get to play. It's a total the- unfair advantage. If you don't have to play that extra. You just get to sit back while everybody else, yep. everybody else has to bust their asses in yep. these conference games. You just get yep. to sit back and just, no, no, no. Yep. yep. And, and, and by the way, and, and, and so I, I understand everybody likes to say Notre Dame plays a great schedule. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. We're gonna have to go by the with, down their schedule one, one one game at a time here because it's not that it's, it's not as impressive as everybody would like to believe. Uh, and oh, and I'm I'm trying to look it up because I'm going to conferences. But guess what? They don't play in a conference. They do their own things. We're Notre Dame, but they play a fake right. ACC yeah, right. schedule. Yeah. yeah, every other independent wound up joining a conference except for them. I think. Remember, B- like, remember like Penn State was independent. I think BYU is the only. One that still is another, but BYU was in the Mountain West, I think, for a while. But now they went back to I don't know. I I I got to find uh, teams, teams, teams. Uh, no, that is teams. Uh, but I'm not going to be able to find Notre Dame. I guess I'm just going to have to do this. Okay, I got it. You got, got it? it. All right. So let's go. Let's go through the weeks. I, I all right. So they beat Michigan week one, right? And that was considered a, 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 a that's that's a good win. Despite the fact that Michigan got embarrassed by Ohio State, uh, let's give, we'll give Notre Dame their due. It's a good win. Okay. It's a ranked team. It's a good win. All right. Beat Ball State 24-16. Okay. Ball State, please. Beat Vanderbilt 22-17. Next! <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's two nothing wins. Give me, give me the next game. Uh, Wake Forest, uh, 56-27. Three nothing wins. I don't want to hear Wake Forest is in a bowl game. It's six and six. Wake Forest is Wake Forest. It's a basketball school. Next, <laughs> number seven, Stanford, thirty-eight, uh, 38-17. At the time, Stanford was ranked seventh. Stanford, I don't even know if they made a bowl game this year. Not very good Stanford team. Next, Gettysburg Address, great acoustics. <laughs> Give me the next one. Four snore and seven yawns ago. <laughs> Give me the next All one, right. please. Uh, at the time, number 24, Vatek. Um, okay. That one, uh, that's a good one. So, 45-23. Uh, well, hold on. Hold on. Virginia Tech just played a makeup game against Marshall lat two weeks ago to be able to become bowl eligible to um, keep their bowl eligibility streak alive. They went six and six and they blew Marshall out. Yeah. So but Virginia Tech is a six and six team. So not a great win. Next. All right. Uh lost to Pitt. I mean, I'm sorry, beat Pitt 1914. Okay, Pitt, a decent team, not a great team. Oh, it's, it's an okay win. I think Pitt was seven and five. Next, beat Navy forty four twenty two. Terrell, a bad Navy team. Not even a good Navy team. Right. Navy's been good in years recent years. They're bad this year. The Army's good. Navy next. Navy. Right next. Nor, uh, beat Northwestern thirty one. Good win. It's a good win. Not great win. Good win. Northwestern's eight and four, and they made the big Big Ten championship again. Okay. Beat Who else? Horrible Florida State team forty two thirteen. Uh huh. We actually beat it. They beat up on a pretty good Syracuse team, 36-3. Syracuse quarterback got hurt in the first quarter of that game, and he's right. the, practically their whole team, but okay. And then the, and then that, that the Saturday night game uh, the, where they beat USC 24-7. In unimpressive fashion and a bad USC team that went 5-7. USC had a good chance to win that game. Here, here's my point. Here's my point. They have a couple of decent wins in there, Michigan and, and, and Northwestern amongst them. Those are probably two most notable wins. I'm sorry. If you're going to not play in a conference and have to go through the gauntlet of playing in a conference championship game, then I'm sorry, that schedule needs to be better as an undefeated team to be able to just automatically guarantee you entry into the college football playoff. I'm sorry. But because it's got the, they've got the name. So like South Florida's not even, they're not even in consideration. Central Florida. Central Florida. Yeah, Excuse me. right. 
Right. You're going to tell me Central Florida can't play with Notre Dame on a neutral site? Hell no. You tell me Georgia's not better than Notre Dame, even with two losses, both to Alabama, right. and they played Alabama toe to toe, except for if not for a dopey fake punt. Yeah, so they, so they get penalized because they play the best team in right. college football. Yeah, space. it's obviously not an equitable situation, and and something needs to be done. They're, they're going to go to eight. I mean, they are going to go to eight eventually, and you're going to be able to add more conference champions, and then you're going to be able to do a, a, a remaining, you know, best of the rest, which would include a team like Central Florida or somebody of that ilk outside the Power Five. Um, but I'm sorry. I understand Notre, Notre Dame's they're, they're they're a brand in itself. Exactly. Listen, bro. This is really this is just like a few years ago when Fat Guy Teo was their star at middle linebacker, and I, I and I actually did put my money. I mean, they got blowed out, as Emmett Smith would say, against <laughs> Alabama that year. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even. They were they are going to get trounced by Clemson. Clemson will ru- will will run up and down the field against Notre Dame. I have no no doubts about that. Now, Oklahoma, I think, actually will play with Alabama. I really do. I know Alabama's defense is great. This Quinn and Williams, have you seen this guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Another in a long line of stud D linemen coming out of Alabama. Raekwon Davis is really good, too. I mean, they, Jaron Reed, Sean Robinson, Deron Payne, Tim Anderson, Tim, I mean, Ryan Anderson, Tim Williams, um, Jonathan Allen, Jonathan Allen, De- Deion Sean Hamilton, or whatever his name is, was it? Was he was like a late round pick. I know, but I'm just saying these guys are these guys are all in the pros. These guys are all yeah. D linemen in the last four yeah. years. Ron, the, Ron Payne and Jonathan Allen, are, <laughs> right? And Jaron Reed is really is yeah. very good. And by the way, Ashawn Robinson had a really good year for the Lions this year. He's really come into his own. Um, and Mr. Hand is uh, and Deshaun Hand is it was playing great until of course he got hurt. But he was playing great. So I'm saying that's like nine. Literally, I think I, we I think I just listed nine, eight defensive linemen from Alabama in the last three, four years that have played on that this team. And like, now this guy's another Quinn one. Williams, yeah, uh, Raekwon Davis, yeah, and Anthony Jennings is pretty good too. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That I mean the defense is ridiculous. So listen, I get it, but you know what? That Oklahoma offensive line is pretty good, um, and uh, obviously Kyler Murray's a stud. Uh, they need to get uh, Hollywood Brown back. Is that, is that, is that, is yeah. That, yeah. They need to get him back for that game. They, they, I, I think there's some debate as to whether or not he'll be healthy, the wide receiver, number five. Um, but I, I'm looking – to me, that's going to be uh, a good game. I don't think Clemson-Notre Dame will be a very good game. Um, and then, you know, it, obviously all signs point to it's going to be Alabama-Clemson again uh, in the finals. But – and, you know, some people are not thrilled about that. What are you going to do? They're the two best teams. The two best teams. Two so best what? teams. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, you want to beat them, go beat them. Um, all right, moving on. Do a little Major League Baseball. Sure. Um, I actually like what your team's doing. You do? I do. Okay. So, obviously, the, the Robinson Cano trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mets traded. Jay Bruce's bad contract. Not that it was a terrible contract, but, you know, $13 million. Anthony Swarzak, who I called last year, was going to be a terrible signing and was. His $8 million. That goes. They gave up two of their better prospects, though. One's a pitcher who's not that far away, probably. One was their first-round pick last year, who's probably four years away. But fast, young, athletic, position player, outfielder. But the Mets is in short supply in, 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 in the Metropolitan's farm system. Uh, to take on Robinson Cano, drug cheat, half the game, half the year suspended, $120 million left on his contract for the next five years. But they got Edwin Diaz, the stud young closer from the Mariners. Um, that trade only makes sense if you improve the team the rest of the way. 
Having a good closer is useless. Okay, but they resigned. They uh, they got uh, and they were back. Yes, that's a good move. I uh, yeah. Listen, I'm a big Jairus Familia guy, and if I have to right, see right, one more got, dope, now you got him and Diaz in the same bullpen. Yes, and you know you can keep adding pieces. Well, well, listen, Gaselman and, and Lugo showed some oh, yeah. ve- very good signs out of the pen last year. That's four pretty good to really good options out of the bullpen. Um, if I see one more dope on Twitter, tell me that Jair Sfumila stinks because he blew three saves in the World Series. I guess you just started watching baseball after the World Series because, yes, he gave up the home run to Gordon in game one. Other than that, those other two games had nothing to do with him. Remember St. David Wright, everybody, with his pop gun throws over to first base? Or how about Lucas Duda not being able to throw the ball at home? Or how about Daniel Murphy not being able to field the ground ball? I don't want to hear about Jair Sfumila with his with three blown saves. He was not. He was the least of the Mets' problems, please. Knock Assuming it off. you don't trade soon, you got a great, you got a really nice one-two. Well, that's what I'm saying. So if you're going to make these moves, do not trade Noah Syndergaard. The only way you trade Noah Syndergaard is if you're trying, right? If you're trying to win now. That's what, that's correct. That's how these, these moves make sense. Correct. Or if you're going to trade Syndergaard, then you better get me back major league ready player. Two, not major league ready. Two all stars. Give me Jackie Bradley Jr. and. Xander Bogarts, or give me Raphael Devers and Jackie Bradley Jr. I am not taking back AAA Drek from the Padres for Noah Syndergaard. I'm not doing it. Okay? Now, if you're going to tell me we're going to do some sort of a three-team trade and it's going to net me JT Riamulto, the catcher from the Marlins, eh, I need more than that. I cannot have a one-for-one there. I need more than that. No, for a, for a starting for a number two, a legitimate number two. Yes. Wait, uh, you know, number one, number two. Yes. One point five. He could definitely be an ace. Listen, he had a down year last year. He was he's on a no, he's, he's on a terrible year. He was thirteen and four with a mid three ZRA and uh, on a, on a terrible team. Pitch for me any day. And by the way, he's shown in big spots. He's good. He was great in the World Series against in the playoffs in the World Series in fifteen, and he pitched great against Bumgarner. He gave up one run in seven innings, and Bumgarner threw a nine shutout. What are we gonna do? Yeah, I mean he, the guy's great. He went toe to toe with one of the, at the time probably arguably the best pitcher in the National League, and Bumgarner in 2016. The guy loves the spotlight. He loves being here. You don't trade him. All right. So assuming they don't, yes. Who else? Uh, who else are you targeting right now? So, um, you can't predict trades. I guess just just stick yeah. with possible free agent signs. Yeah. See, I mean, here's the thing. Like AJ Pollock is is attractive. Um, but, you know, he's a guy who's hurt all the damn time. Right. Right? When he plays, he's very good, um, but he gets hurt a lot. See, the, 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 thing that the, the thing that bothers me about the Cano trade is that I would have preferred to give Jeff McNeil a chance to be the everyday second baseman and then go sign a guy like Brian Dozier as perhaps insurance slash a platoon or, so, or Ian Kinsler or somebody like that. It's not going to cost you that much money. Actually, Kinsler, eh, he's at the end of his career. But Brian Dozier, I think, uh, he had a down year this year. You know, the three years before that, he was a 30 home run guy every year for the Twins. Strikes uh, out a ton. He does. He does. But, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, look, I mean, it, it's not like Cano is, I mean, I, listen, I, I know when he played last year, you know, 300, 10 home runs, 50 RBIs. If you extrapolate that out over the course of the year, he's going to give you 20 and 90, 20 and 100. He's going to hit 300. Still a reliable glove at second base. Obviously, he's probably he's lost. Not a stat horror. He's not like a hollow stat whore, too. Yeah, no, he hits good pitching. He hits lefties, right? I mean, look, he's one of the best left-handed hitters in the game. I mean, that's true. And Seattle's a tough place to hit. So, And he still hit well there. I'm a, I, I just, you know, look, the Mets track record 
right? It's, it's a little fishy that Van Wagenen, who's the, now the GM, was Cano's agent when he did the when he did that ten year, two hundred forty million dollar con. I mean, it just it doesn't pass the smell test. Something about it just seems off to me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's almost an air of like, yeah, yeah, we we all know that this doesn't make any sense, but we're just going to do it anyway. And what I mean that what I say what I mean by that is hiring the agent to be the general manager. Maybe I'm wrong. So again, I have no idea how that's legal. But, uh, I, I mean, I guess apparently it is. They figured out a way. I, you know, we'll see. Look, to me, the, the, the Mets either need to – if they can get Riamulto without giving up Syndergaard – see, if you told me the Mets were going to trade Nimmo and maybe one of their other good minor league players, right, for Riamulto, and then they're going to sign Pollock, I would do that. I love Nimmo. I think he's going to be a stud. I think he's just scratching the surface. Uh, he had a very good year last year, by the way, and he's a, and, and I mean he had a 400 on base percentage. Um, that I could accept because Riamulto is really good because he's a two way player and he's 27 years old and he's a great clubhouse guy. And if you want to build your team around pitching, you can give me a really good catcher who can do that. That that there, there, there's extra value in a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know what? Just go ahead and sign uh, Wilson Ramos, please, or 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 or, or um, what's his face. Uh, Yasmani Grandal. Yeah, that's it. Do not give me Martin Maldonado. Do not. I don't want a 34-year-old defensive specialist catcher. No, sir. Who I, I believe led the league in pass balls. It was like, oh, no, I think it was second to, yeah, uh, yeah. to, I, I, to, dude, to my catcher. I'm telling you, I, 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 but at least your catcher, even when he's not hitting, he still can hit home runs. I, Martin Maldonado is an automatic out. I do. I, I already have two guys on my team that can do that, okay? And mm, yeah. Travis Darnier and uh, Kevin Plowacki. Right. So I, I don't. I really don't need that. But yes, catcher to me is the most important position. Kevin Plowacki, to me, he's just he's the symbol of Mets mediocrity. Yeah, he's the he's like the embodiment. He's this generation's Ron Hodges. I mean, that's basically what he is. Except he's a righty hitter, not a lefty hitter. I mean, that's basically what he is. Yeah, you're not far off. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, he doesn't really do anything well at all. It's Except just, except just sticks around. He's just there because he's a catcher. You know, I mean, he's not a very particularly good defensive catcher. He doesn't really hit for average. Doesn't really hit for power. Doesn't really walk a lot. Like I, I, what, I don't even know what is it that you do. I mean, <laughs> what, does he, what does he say you do? Around? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, catcher is the most important position for the Mets to upgrade, as far as I'm concerned. Outfield less so because I like Conforto. I like Nimmo. And you know what? If you're going to try to build your team around pitching and defense. And I understand this guy gets hurt too. He's due to stay healthy for for more than five minutes. I'll live with Juan Lagares in center field. And you know what? Go find me. You know, go get me if you want to get Adam Jones to split some time or somebody like this. A decent professional hitter. I can live with it. It's not, it's not gonna you know it's not gonna cost an arm and a leg. You can get him for two years, twenty million or something like that. I can live with that. And then you hopefully Cespedes comes back in August, right? Um, but listen, I want to see Peter Alonso win the job at first base. Uh, obviously, Cano's going to play second. McNeil's going to be a super sub. They're going to play him all over the place. Uh, and then if and when Frazier is awful, he'll replace Frazier at third base. You hope Rosario keeps improving. You know, Conforto, Nimmo, Cespedes comes back in August. Again, with that pitching staff, four— Who's, uh, who's your left fielder, uh, right. you know, to start the season? It'd be either Nimmo or Conforto, probably. If Lagares plays and center. If Lagares plays center. If yeah. Lagares plays center, yes. Um, look, with that pitching staff— Four runs a game, you should win a lot of games. If you score four runs, you should win a lot of games. With that bullpen now and the starting pitching staff, you should win plenty of games. Um, you happy with Jay Happ resign? Yeah. 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 Right? So now you're going to Paxton, Happ, 
Tanaka, Severino. Tanaka, Severino. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you know, Sabathia is probably good for about 20 starts. For regular season. Paxson's never pitched a full season. You're going to need some more starters. I mean, you know, again, they've got three guys waiting in the wings in, in the, you know, in the minors with Herman. Yep. Uh, well, uh, Montgomery's probably not going to be back until, like, uh, midway through the season. Right. So, I mean, it, it probably still could use some upgrade. But, um, yeah, you know, if, pa- if Paxson is what, uh, what they think he is. Right. What we think he could be. And Severino. I, by the way, I watched um, – Forgive me if I said this right. I don't know if I did. I watched highlights of his of his 16 strikeout game against the A's. Right. And uh, impressive, like right. real easy get, like effort, like throws effortlessly. Right. He's hitting his, I mean, he's really hitting his spots. That's a pretty good hitting team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just looked effortless. It looked absolutely effortless. Yeah. And no, he's and he was hitting the glove every single time. Yeah. Uh, listen, he when he's on, he's as good as anybody there is. He's just been injuries and inconsistency is what's is what's bedeviled him so far. Um, all right, let's wrap it up with a little Knickerbocker basketball, shall we? Some win last night against against Charlotte. So I was out. I did not see it, but you gave me uh, some good text updates on that. That's a game that the Knicks never, never win, win, right? They've had a couple of those this year, games that they never, ever win. They have. Oh, and by the way, just uh, in Like a Celtics in, game. In regu- yeah, exactly. In regulation, Moody a... Uh, uh, jacked up a three that like went in and out, mm-hmm. uh, which which sent the game to overtime. Right, and they said the uh, the uh, um, Clyde uh, mentioned that they have not had a game winning shot since J.R. Smith in 2012. Wow, wow, almost seven years. Uh-huh. Wow, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You mean like a, a buzzer beater? Correct. Right. Wow. Yeah, I mean, listen. Yeah, the one. Yeah, remember you had the one on Christmas, uh, Amari, uh, Amari against the against the the uh, Celtics, and it got waved off. Right, because it came a millisecond. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nick off. Ball, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, did, by the way, did you see the the Cavaliers game the other night where they couldn't inbound the ball? I mean, yeah. is that that's not Nick? Oh, you didn't see that? Yeah. So they played. They they got off to a terrible start against the Cavs. Came all the way, came all the way back, which has been a pattern with this team, right? They get off to very slow starts, but they keep battling. They stay in it. They took a lead by one point. Then they had a bad possession. It was Cavs scored. They had to call timeout. They were out of timeouts. Uh, couldn't inbound the ball, and so Moody just threw the ball right to somebody on the Cavs. Oh. Down one. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like 20 seconds left. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, oh, that's 30 years as a Knicks fan, the Knicks can never inbound the ball. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. Actually, uh, in overtime, uh, at the last second, um, it looked like you weren't going to get the ball inbound uh-huh. at a, a driving layup. It's long been an issue. <laughs> driving, they actually got uh, right a millisecond left. They actually, and then the guy broke free. I think broke free. I mean, I've been saying it all year. I mean, the, the results are sort of secondary. What's encouraging here is that you know they won that game last night. You love to get a win, of course. But it was because of guys like Moutier, who's who's 22 played, years old, right? The but th- these are all young players. Look, they're going to have to figure it out. Half of these guys are probably not. You know, it's certainly at least five of these guys are not going to be here next year. But five of them are. Right. You know, it doesn't feel like you're just playing with the you're exactly playing out the string with uh, with veterans. That you're just exactly you're just taking on expiring contracts. None of the Michael. There's no Michael Beasleys on this roster. You know, I mean, look. I know he's a good guy. He's a good soldier. And he's not a bad player. Let's get Courtney Lee over to a contender as soon as we can. Right. Uh, when Lance Thomas comes back, I, I, he better not be playing more than ten minutes a night, or go trade him to a contender too. I don't need any of it. I really don't. I want you all. Want guy, you want guys that you have a future with. Yeah, I want all young guys all the time playing. And you live with their lumps. You know, I'm a Von Lay guy. The guy needs to play thirty eight minutes a night. Uh, Moutier, run him out there. See what he's got. Um, 
Uh, Trier, Trier, yeah, yeah Trier, when he's healthy, he, the kid's got to play a lot. Um, you Burke. know, huh? Burke. Uh, you know, look, I mean, I think we kind of know what he is. He's a scoring point guard. He's probably like a Vinnie John, poor man's Vinnie Johnson, right? Probably best suited coming off the bench. Uh, but you know what? I'm not willing to paint him with that brush. I'm willing to let him see. But I mean, it's hard when you got you know Moutier needs to play a lot. Trier's a guard. And that's why they got rid of Amron Burgundy, a.k.a. Ron Baker. Um, you know, you can't have all these guards on the team. You know, listen, you know my feelings on Frank. I mean, I, if he never plays another minute, he's, he's I'm not, fine with he's it. He's not great. He's not great. I, I, again, again, I understand he's a nice kid and he's a hard worker. He doesn't really do much out I mean, there. you know, people got all excited because, you know, after they or after Tony Parker embarrassed him, not in the game last night, which he did also in that game, but the when they played him Charlotte last week, you know, after the Knicks were already down 30, then, oh, he had a big, he erupted in the second half. What, are you kidding me? Right. The right. damage is already done at that point. I mean, you know, people look, the, the pro-Frank crowd that exists out there. He's a, he's a nice defensive sub. Yeah, exactly. That's what he is. Yeah. That's what you want out of the eighth pick in the draft. Yeah. No, a nice defensive sub. Yeah, you're looking you know, for a, a little guy, more. Yeah. A guy who can, you know, I can help you a little bit on, on the defensive end. Yeah, may, maybe on he's Daryl Walker one day. Uh, right? Uh, maybe that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and not not exactly great. So, but look, as you know, I think we're both in lockstep on this in agreement. We both love the coach. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's super easy to root for. Super easy guy to. Humpy. He's got a fan here. Right. I mean, look, the guy's into the job. He's positive. You know, he gives them grief. I think when it's when when it's warranted, and you can tell the players really like playing for him too. Um, and look, they have some maddening losses. And again, I know it's not really about the results. But that game the other night against Cleveland, like, that shouldn't happen. I mean, Cleveland's bad. Yeah. I mean, the Knicks are a better team than them. They should win games like that. But then they go ahead and win a game like last night that they probably had no business winning because Charlotte's a pretty good team, and it was on the road. They, it, it looked, it almost looked like they had switched uniforms. Right. Down the stretch, Charlotte just kept turning the ball over. Right. Possession after possession after right. possession. Right. So, anyway, uh, again, at least it gives us something – they're interesting. They're, right. they're they're watchable. There's a reason to follow them, despite the fact that they're nine and twenty one. Again, the record is sort of secondary at this point. They're a fun, watchable team. All right. And if you can get you a good lottery pick, well, and that's the, see, and that's the thing. That's to me, that's the best of both worlds. Is you're getting these young guys valuable, uh, you know, experience here. You're going to figure out who's part of your core and your future moving forward, and you're probably going to end up with a really good player in next year's draft too. So I think it's going to work you out. Phil Jackson to screw it up. Exactly. To just out of spite. Screw yeah. I, I know you're not a big college basketball game. If you happen to be home one day and Duke is on, watch them to watch Zion Williamson. Yeah, I know. He's, yeah, hey, I, uh, listen, I've, I've seen highlights. You know me. You know me. The second somebody gets hyped, I, I look for reasons to not like the guy. I watch them play. He's pretty irresistible. Mm. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. As always, thanks for listening. Check us out on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Uh, the website's JamalAboutSports.com. The Twitter account is at JamalAboutSportNOS. And the Facebook page is JamalAboutSports. Uh, enjoy. We got football. We got the Jets about to play right now against Houston. Then we've got Denver versus uh, Cleveland. Obviously, full slate tomorrow. We'll be back next week to talk all about it. Until then, peace out.